Welcome to another edition of the Dean Leggy Show. We're going to talk about Georgia and Florida here immediately. Uh, this game has uh, huge implications on the SEC East. The winner of the game, it's kind of hard to see how they don't win the conference, particularly the East, particularly if it's the Gators. So uh, a monumental game for Georgia and Florida, both coming into this with a loss each. Uh, I am going to talk a little bit tonight about uh, more about what Florida has had to say here of late. Uh, they had their media availability on Tuesday, or excuse me, on Monday, today's Tuesday. And, um, you know, a lot of complimentary things about Georgia. Florida said some dumb stuff the last couple of years, so they're slowing down that talk. Uh, which is probably a, a good move. But um, the first person I want to talk about at the beginning here is what Dan Mullen, George, uh, Florida's head coach, had to say. Now, Dan Mullen, there's no question he's had a very successful uh, run these first uh, this first year and a half at Florida. Um, but he had plenty to say this summer about the dogs, uh, whether he meant to or not, I don't know. It sure seemed like it. And he'll have to uh, put up or shut up on Saturday. So here's what Dan Mullen had to say about Georgia coming into uh, this critical test for the Gators this week. Obviously excited. Big game uh, this week. A lot of fun to play in this game. Great rivalry game. You know, Florida, Georgia is kind of a fun game, fun game to be a part of. Great playing it in, in Jacksonville, which is just a, a really unique uh, scene for college football. Um, and a lot of fun. Obviously, great challenge. Georgia is, you know, one of the best teams in the country. Um, got a, you know, offense that can put up a lot of points. They got, they got I think, the top defense uh, in the league. And so, um, you know, very, very talented team at every, posi every, every position, front to back, back to front. Uh, and uh, be a big challenge for our guys. So everything on the line for the dogs and Gators this week, as usual, uh, when you get to Jacksonville. Of course, this is the first. This is the first time. Um, this is the only the second time here lately that both of these teams have come into this game as ranked teams. I mean, I'm just going to go through it off the top of my head. In 2010-11, neither team was ranked coming into this game, which is very strange. 2012 produced a uh, top 12 matchup with Georgia and Florida. The dogs knocking off number, it depends on the poll, but number two or three Gators. Uh, Georgia and Florida came into the game unranked in 13. In 14, Georgia was ranked and the Gators were not. In 15, the Gators were ranked and Georgia was not. 16, that was the same situation. Uh, 17, Georgia was ranked, I think, in the top five. And the Gators were unranked in that blowout win for Georgia. And then last year, it was a top 10 matchup, just like it is this year. So, this is this is always a critical game uh, nationally, typically, but it is hard um, in college football to always nail it if you're the teams. I mean, what I mean by that is, you know, everyone's not always good. Um, even programs like you know Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, um, you know the traditional rivalries, uh, Auburn, Alabama. You don't always get top ten matchups, but this decade, Georgia and the Gators have had uh, three of them. And if you go back to 2008, they've had four in the last uh, 11 matchups. So that's that's a lot. I don't know how many, you know, true rivalries. Um, what I mean by that is traditional rivalries that can really say that. Probably a few. Uh, Florida, Florida State back in the day. Certainly not right now. Um, so this is a unique uh, experience. Obviously, if you've never been to Jacksonville um, for this game, it's it's there. There's. I've never seen anything like this in college football. Um, I've not been to Oklahoma, Texas, but I'm sure that's a different sort of feel than uh, Georgia, Florida, which has a very beachy party atmosphere. 
Um, here's uh, Florida quarterback Kyle Trask talking about uh, his experience, what he's expecting in uh, the game this weekend in Jacksonville. Uh, I think it's a big game, not only for me, but for our team and where we're at in the season right now. And I think we're treating it as the biggest game of the season just because it's our next game and we're going to do our best to just execute at a high level and play to our standard. But when you're, you're a backup, are you kind of looking around and seeing how crazy it is with half fans, one team, half the other? I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty cool how we do it, how we kind of split it right down the middle. And it's just us guys versus their guys. And, you know, I think it's one of the most important games of the season as it comes to just tradition. I think it's really cool how this game is just played in Jacksonville every year. I think it's very good for both universities. Kyle Trask is one of the reasons why Florida has has done so well this year. I mean, he's put up almost 1,400 yards passing, 67.5% uh, completion rate, 14 touchdowns and only four interceptions. Uh, he's played about as well as you could play for someone who is essentially – uh, was their number three guy coming into the season, or at least it certainly looked that way on the depth chart. So the Gators will probably use Emory Jones. They used him last year a little bit. He had a, had one big ball, I remember. Um, but it will be the Tal Trask show, a guy who doesn't have a lot of experience starting, but this season he's done very well. The one uh, area, there's two areas for Florida on offense that are concerning if you look at things. Number one, they turned the ball over a fair amount. And um, someone was saying on Dog Post earlier today, the message board, that uh, you should be going to dogpost.com, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T.com, that you know some of those turnovers were uh, Felipe Frank's fault or uh, and so forth. But, I mean, Kyle Tra Trask has thrown a fair amount of interceptions himself over the season. I mean, four interceptions and only about uh, five or six games he didn't play at the beginning of the season because he wasn't the starting quarterback uh so he's he's coughed it up and i mean of course the the, the interceptions are one thing but florida fumbles quite a bit too and they lose those fumbles the other problem um they're giving up about it's not quite two sacks a game but it's something like that i mean they had 13 sacks in um in, in their season so far uh that's not ideal um, it's not the end of the world, but it does kind of jump out at you uh, when you look at what Florida's giving up. I, I couldn't tell you how many sacks Georgia's got, but it doesn't seem like a real problem for Georgia. I don't know. Maybe it's not for the Gators. The turnovers are, though. I mean, they've got, uh, offensively, they've got almost, it's not quite double the amount of turnovers that Georgia does in this season. That's not what you want. Speaking of turnovers, getting turnovers, and so forth, uh, Former Georgia defensive coordinator Todd Grantham is now the coordinator at, at, at Florida, as I'm sure everyone knows. He had um, quite a bit to say about Georgia's offensive guys, talking about the offensive line and how good they are. He called both Jake Fromm and uh, DeAndre Swift elite. Let's they, first of all, have a very physical offensive line. Um, the running backs elite, and they really got a good stable of running backs that um, – can find a seam, and it's pretty simple. Good runners run where you're not, and uh, those guys can pick gaps and seams, and they can take a small hole and accelerate through it and make it a double-digit, you know, gain that way. But their offense, it starts with their offensive line being physical. Um, quarterback does a good job. He's a really smart guy, so he can get them in the right, you know, plays and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, it's like anything. Their team, they do a good job of blocking. Their wideouts do a good job of blocking. So, you know, it's really a team effort for them to be successful running the ball, and they've done a good job with it. 
you can rest assured that uh, you know Todd is going to have a plan to pressure. Um, that was something that he, that is something he's always believed in. Uh, he has been a good coordinator for court, for Florida for sure. You just look at their numbers. I mean, they have played well. Um, generally speaking, uh, the the statistics don't lie. Uh, they're not as good a defense as Georgia, but they're in that universe for sure. And, um, you know, with the defensive linemen that the Gators have coming back, that's just another challenge for Georgia to deal with. If those guys don't play in this game, that's going to be tough. It's going to be that much tougher for Florida to win it. And, you know, right now, and, uh, you know, you can only talk about this sort of stuff so much, but the the betting line continues to go higher for Georgia uh, it's at six and a half, so it's back where it originally started at uh, about 20, uh, 48 hours ago uh, in this game. I think it could could definitely go past seven here soon. So once you get past seven, once you get past seven, there's mathematical reasons why that seems to matter um, for betters because of things like teasers and so forth. So. Like right now, you could you could still barely get uh, if you were doing a teaser, you could still get the Gators, um, uh, you know, at, at a half point or so. So that that that's something to monitor. I think anywhere from seven to ten, six and a half, seven to ten, Georgia is a favorite. I think is a, a normal number. That's that would make sense for it to be at. Um, I think they should be favored in this game. I think the I think win or lose, um, this is this two week period since the South Carolina loss has been a lot of uh, hair, you know, losing hair and sleep and so forth uh, over, um, you know, basically what were four turnovers and, um, you know, a, a half against Kentucky that was just bad. The conditions were, you know, horrible. And, uh, you know, of course, I always want to know what everyone thinks. But before you start talking about making excuses, you know, when you explain that someone has had four turnovers, uh, that's not making an excuse. It's an acknowledgement of the failure of Georgia's offense to protect the ball. Um, if Florida is bad in terms of turnovers and they've got double the amount of Georgia's, almost double the amount of Georgia's, isn't it really bad to have four of your turnovers, exclusively four in just one game like Georgia's had? The Gators have had close to four in a couple of games. So that's a real issue for them. I and that not just fumbled, they've turned it over uh, three and four times a couple of times. Uh, so that's a problem for Florida. And they've come in SEC games or Power Five games like they had in the season opener against Miami. But this is a different Florida team than uh, the start of the season. The start of the season for the Gators, you, I mean, they didn't look good. They should have lost to Kentucky. I don't know that they should have lost to Miami, but they didn't play great. Um, the, the game against Tennessee was bad. The game against Auburn was bad. A lot of what we're resting the view of the world on the Gators about is a double-digit loss on the road at LSU, a game they certainly competed in hard, but you know, they lost and, um, it just, it, this is a chance for both these teams to come into this game, get a top 10 win. It would be Georgia and Florida's second top 10 wins because, you know, when Florida beat Auburn, uh, the, the Tigers were in the top 10 at that time. So, 
And this would be a chance for both these teams to get a good win. But really, more than that, to go to Atlanta. I mean, Georgia can win this game and still not go to Atlanta. That's not really the case with the Gators. If, if Florida wins this game, they're going to Atlanta. I mean, they're just, they would need too much to go wrong for them not to go to Atlanta. It's just not going to happen. So this is, and, and even if that weren't in, I mean, let's just say Tennessee was in total control, which hasn't happened in a long time, or, you know, someone else uh, was in control. It's still your rival. It, for Georgia, a lot of people view this as the number one game. And I think there's plenty of Gators that view this as their number one game. I think the older that they are, the more likely that the Gator crowd views this as their you know biggest game. Florida State is obviously a huge game for the Gators. I'm sure Tennessee is too. Auburn used to be a huge game for, for Florida, but that game doesn't get played anymore. Um, but you know, for the Gators, it's the Knowles, the Dogs, and I guess Tennessee and Auburn. They don't play Auburn anymore, and they dominated Tennessee so much. I mean, that that, that rivalry has become embarrassing, frankly, on the Tennessee end. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time Tennessee won back-to-back games in, against the Gators. They have been dominated in that series, and that's why this game right now, the cocktail party, has been such a big deal because Georgia and Florida have dominated the East um, over this the championship, the, the SEC championship era of football. A lot of that was due to Mark Richt. A lot of that was due to Steve Spurrier. You know, but I think, you know, now you're seeing, and Urban Meyer, can't forget Urban Meyer, for God's sakes. You know, they there were some Hall of Fame coaches that have been in this um, game. And now you've seen since Kirby Smarts arrived at Georgia, I mean, they've won it two out of the three, three times he's been the head coach. So that matters. Uh, I'm going to, if you're on YouTube, I'm going to link today's uh, press conference for Kirby up top. If you're on Twitter, I appreciate you being here. Subscribe down below. Tell me what you think. Everybody listening on iTunes, we appreciate you too. We'll see you over on the website, dogpost.com, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T.com.